Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today, how a former science teacher launched a product that he hopes will revolutionize the music industry. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. GEICO could help you get great coverage at a great price, and it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. A science teacher turned entrepreneur has created the first guitar amplifier that attaches to the base of any electric guitar without cables or power outlets, and then integrates with your smartphone to play along with sound effects or songs. It's called Jamstack, and it's the brainchild of 31-year-old Chris Prendergast of Toronto. Chris, what was the idea behind Jamstack? I was uh, frustrated with... I wanted to play to a backing track some music, and I had to get my... uh, I get a certain pedal, and then I had to get my amp set up and get all the cables run out, and then I had to play uh, the song through my computer and then plug that into my stereo and get the levels right. I just remember it being this big, huge performance that uh, that took way too long. And um, and then I just remember there's got, there's got to be a better way. And I had a thought, essentially, uh, I wish all of this stuff could just be on my guitar so that I could just stay in one place, play whenever I wanted to, and started asking some hard questions about whether or not that was possible. Um and uh, eventually had a few kind of brainstorms about, well, you know, I've got, you know, my phone can do everything that my, both my computer and stereo are doing and, uh, and then and our pedals are doing. And then uh, Bluetooth speakers are, are becoming so amazing and so powerful. Is there a way to maybe attach that onto your guitar? And where would that go? And then that's where it really, really started. Now, that wasn't a business at the time. It was just an idea. Uh, when we realized that there was an industrial design firm who was willing to partner with us, then we thought, hey, maybe we have a chance at actually making this something. Wow. How big is the actual device? Uh, the actual device is about seven inches wide and three inches deep. Uh, it's quite quite small. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's like, a, there's like a special weight that you have to hit in order to not recognize it when it's on your guitar. Okay. So it ends up being about 650 grams, so we're... Yeah. That's great. What's, uh, what kind of funding did it take to get going once you realized you were going to go for this? Um, well, I mean, there's how much money it took to get to the prototyping stage, and then there's how much money it took to get to the uh, design for manufacturing, which is a different level of design, and then there's the inventory cost and the tooling. It was a lot. I mean, we've probably spent, you know, upwards of half a million dollars wow. uh, getting this going, and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a, a hardware startup is is quite capital intensive at first. Jeez, who's the we that you referenced, by the way? Yeah, that would be also that would be me. Um, and then uh, we have some investors that have come in okay. as well, and uh, also uh, we've raised a lot of money through uh, pre-orders. Certainly, you had people who tried to talk you out out of doing this, no? Um, uh, yeah, For, um, not as much as you would think. I took it very. Not slowly, quickly, but carefully. Like, there was a lot of asking people, a lot of, please, be critical about this. Am I crazy? Is this stupid? Okay. You know, always, always uh, taking this to guitar players. I mean, like, really, you put your money down on this? Like, you're sure? 
always, always, um, you know, checking up on this. And, uh, no, I mean, my parents and, and wife were pretty much very supportive from, they had a lot of faith uh, that it would work. So not as much as you would think. Wow. So you dropped a, a gig as a teacher to do this full time. That's correct. Wow. What, what were you teaching and how long had you been teaching? Yeah, I was teaching science at a small private school at the time, and then actually for three years. And then I actually started, uh, I worked for another startup, an ed tech startup. We, we used to bring robots and, and Lego and motors and stuff into classrooms all over Ontario and uh, actually teach kids like how to build and, 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 and learn by doing. So that was a really cool experience. So I was part of a, a part of a very small company still teaching, um, but in a different capacity. And I actually, I love that job. I'm still very close to the founders. Um, but, uh, yeah, both were great gigs, solid gigs with a paycheck and you come home and it's, you know, you're, you're off work and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, and, and for a long time I was doing that at the same time as running Jamstack. And then when I realized that, um, you know, we had enough money, I could, I could draw a bit of a salary <clears throat> and, uh, and keep this going, and I and I really needed to spend more time on it. It just wasn't possible anymore. Uh, like it was going to put the project at risk if I if I kept working. So wow, yeah. okay. So it was, that was a critical decision you made when there was a risk. I guess you might go without a paycheck for some time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There was lots of like months where I was like, oh my god, like it's it's a possibility. Absolutely. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I also <laughs> had a pregnant wife at the time. Oh my goodness! Make it any easier. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I, it, it never got to the point, um, you know, where I was like, uh, like a super imminent, you know, imminent threat. And I you know my parents would, wouldn't let us starve. You know, like we, okay, yeah. you know, we'd be. It was stressful for sure, and I didn't know what this would mean for our future. And and uh, yeah, but you know, there wasn't any worry of you know starving. Very good. We're speaking with Chris Prendergast. He's the founder and president of Jamstack. It's uh, the first guitar amplifier, uh, amplifier to attach to the base of any electric guitar or bass. No cables or power outlets. It integrates with your smartphone for sound effects and songs, things like that. He's based in Toronto, Ontario. Um, so the cost of the device, the cost of the Jamstack is what? So right now uh, we're doing pre-orders at $199. Mm-hmm. Um, because customers are still having to wait uh, a bit, but uh, when the MSRP will be two forty nine US. Very good. And then uh, you'll start making a profit when? Um, yeah, once we launch. So we've got to get our backers fulfilled. That's our number one priority. Yeah. Um, which is happening. We're in production for those right now. And then as soon as uh, as soon as those units leave the factory, we're going to start production on units that are essentially profit making units. Right. So. Uh, we're, we're looking to be profitable uh, this Christmas. That's, oh, that's our goal. Good. That's excellent. Um, so uh, take me back to the factory. How did you find a factory? Do you, did you use a third party to, say, locate one that was ideal for you? Uh, yes, kind of. Finding a factory is, is so important. There's a bazillion, obviously. Um, when you're making a speaker, you want to use a speaker factory. There's a lot of factories that you know would have would have happily you know made this and thrown all the parts together but okay. you need you really need someone uh that really understands audio um so anyway we were lucky enough to find uh an amazing factory that makes high high-end uh speakers for other large companies and uh, the only reason that they took a chance on us because 
the, the catch-22 is if you're a startup, a lot of those kinds of factories aren't interested in you okay. because, you know, the order is usually smaller and there's usually a little bit more risk. But, uh, yeah, so we found them through a bit of a third party. Um, again, the industrial design firm I partnered with had some relationships and a little bit of pull and were able to get us in. Wow. So you have uh, Christmas circled on your calendars, a, a big period. How will you market ahead of that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good question. So we're kind of developing that right now. Okay. Um, we're, we're going to, uh, yeah, probably, you know, do a, your typical countdown um, uh, leading up to Christmas or leading up to, you know, uh, September, October. Um, and uh, just, yeah, I mean, we've been really good at, at using uh, Facebook and Google and, and, and all of that stuff, and we'll continue with that. But I think what we want to do is we're going to have some units out in the world at that point for mm-hmm. the first time. And what we want to do is amplify that. So we want to amplify everyone enjoying them, yeah. uh, people on YouTube and Instagram and all of our customers, our backers uh, using them, and then hopefully that'll help uh, drive sales into the holidays. All right. So I know you started as a, as a science teacher, basically, career-wise. The, uh, so the skills that you bring to this operation are what? And what skills do you lack like that you have to either outsource or get help with? Sure. So, yeah, I studied. Um, I first started engineering uh, at school, and then I did teacher's college after that. Um, and I mean, communication is, is massive, right? Being able to communicate to people effectively. Uh, and also, I think teachers, a lot of them anyway, have, have you know, that leadership quality, which, which really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I do have a technical background as well. So okay. I, under, I do understand um, the engineering design side of things. So those are my strengths. Um, at first, I knew nothing about marketing, consumer okay. psychology, anything like that. However, uh, I, my crowdfunding manager was amazing and really like coached me through this whole crowdfunding process to understand uh, how you communicate on a marketing level. And I, I now feel quite, uh, quite confident in that area. So that's really helped. Um, and then now what I'm learning slowly is the manufacturing side. Again, we, uh, still, I'm still in the early stages of, of understanding that, but there's a whole other um, level of uh, of understanding that has to do with with molds and with you know uh, assembly procedures and testing okay. and all that kind of stuff. And I've got help from uh, the industrial design firm. Is it too for that. is it too soon to start thinking about uh, potential growth areas once this thing launches? Uh, no, I mean, we're always thinking about that. I mean, we've got to keep our eye on the ball and see what we're doing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we have other products in mind. We, okay. uh, we are interested in, you know, launching in other countries. We're interested in, you know, certain, uh, certain store locations, um, mostly focusing online. But, yeah, I mean, there's a whole host of things that we want to do. <laughs> so, yeah, it's absolutely. And then, you know. Uh, we'll just see uh, how soon we can take advantage of those opportunities. Wow. So uh, I know you've put, uh, obviously, a lot of your life into this the past couple of years. Would mm-hmm. you sell it if somebody came along this afternoon and made an offer? Uh, probably not. Not this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I, it obviously depends on, a little bit on the number. Right. But, uh, no, I mean, the idea, I mean, it, 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 I want to feel that the company has its own uh, its feet on the ground and its own image because I think that there's an opportunity not just to build a product but to build uh, a unique company in the music space. Um, so once we're there, maybe. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Very good. And then if you did, like, do you have the entrepreneur bug? Would you launch something else? 
That's a good question. I'd probably take a little bit of time off, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I've got other product ideas that have nothing to do with music. Okay. Uh, I would probably, depending on how much money I had, you know, maybe do something that that helped uh, people somehow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd always, I could not have a project. Right. On. Thanks, Chris. That is Chris Prendergast, CEO and founder of Jamstack. You can learn more at their website, which is jamstack.io. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is thismorningwithgordondeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. You could send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.